So I want you to turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. You know, we live in a society where most of us uh, have cell phones. Would you, would you just do me a favor? I'm just curious. Raise your hand if you do not have a smartphone. A few, one. I did. I asked the same question last week in Columbia. No one raised their hand. Most all of us have a cell phone, have a smartphone. And we're, we're, we're kind of creating a culture where we're buried behind that smartphone. And, you know, I'm not, t- I'm not totally against that. I have a smartphone. I love the technology behind it. But just go with me for a second. You know, we, we do so much behind the screen and so much, you know, texting and all that, uh, that we kind of are creating a culture where we're doing less talking. Say amen. amen. I, I enjoy talking to my wife. Now, just recently, she, um, she's an assistant teacher at a school. She just went back to school. And so she just went back to teaching. She just went back to being in the classroom. And so I'm not with her all day. And I love, I love when my phone dings and her name pops up. Amen. See, we dated long distance. I lived here in Florence. She lived in D.C. So it brings back those good memories of, of, of years ago of dating and getting those text messages during the day and your heart leaps. Come on, somebody. Just get a little, you know, even if she's saying, you know, asking a question about just something, you know, whatever, you know, maybe if it's not something lovey-dovey, but it's just something, just hearing from my wife. I love it. But I'll tell you what's much better than getting a text message. See, I, I work at the church there in Columbia and I'm there and I usually have our kids at this point when she gets off work and I hear the door open and she comes down the hallway and our kids go, mommy. And then I get to hear her voice. You know, that's much better than the text message. I think the same thing applies to God. I think that he loves hearing our voice. He loves hearing us speak. He loves hearing us. See, he gave us a tool in our mouth. Our mouth, our tongue is a tool. It's even what we might call a weapon that we can use that I think that the church and and even our culture and our society is not using adequately. We're not using our mouth. See, inside your mouth, and what I want to talk to you about today is the miracle in your mouth. There's a miracle in your mouth. And if you'll use your mouth, if you'll put it into use, you'll see a miracle. Let me show it to you. Let's start in uh, verse 6, Romans chapter 10, verse 6. It says this, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. The righteousness of faith speaks. The righteousness of faith speaks. I could just stop right there. The righteousness of faith speaks. There's a speaking that should be happening. Let's let's go on a little bit further. It says do not, and it goes on to explain uh, and and goes through some examples of do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. And he's explaining and breaking down some things. But if you jump forward to verse 9, or excuse me, verse 8, verse 8. It says, but what does it say? In other words, what does the righteousness of faith say? What does your faith, what should your faith be saying? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The King James Version says, it is nigh thee. The word of faith is nigh thee, even in your mouth. The word of faith, in other words, the word of God, what you believe in your heart has got to not just be in your heart, it's got to come out of your mouth. 
It can't just be in your heart. It's got to come out of your mouth. There's got to be an additional step here. For instance, let's read a little bit further and see what happens when we get saved. In verse 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you believe in your heart and you confess, you will. I want you to say those two words with me. Say, you will. You will will be saved. There's not a maybe there. There's not a possibly. When you have faith in your heart, when you hear the word preached and faith grows in your heart and you begin to speak and confess that, the Bible says, confess that the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is my Lord and I confess him with my mouth. I believe in my heart and I confess then I will be saved. It's not a maybe. And the the start and the, the beginning of our relationship with God and being saved is the start of everything we do by faith. We live and we walk by faith. You know, if you were to look, y'all can leave that verse up there, but I want to just quote some other scripture. If you look at John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, God is His Word. God is His Word. When He walked on the earth, when Jesus walked on the earth, He is His Word. He is literally his word. Everything that God does, he speaks before he does it. Everything God does, he speaks before he does it. Look at Genesis. If you were to look at Genesis, you could, you could look at Genesis 1-3 and it says, and God said. Genesis 1-9, and God said. Genesis 1-11, and God said. Verse 20, and God said. Verse 21, and God created. What did he create? How did he create it? By saying. Hebrews tells us that the world that we live in, everything that's around us, God spoke. And if you can grasp and understand the concept that when you take God's word, his living word, and you package it up, and you put it in your mouth, and you speak it, you're activating your faith. That's really good. You're going to get this in a second. It's going to click. You're going to leave here running your mouth correctly instead of incorrectly. See, there's an activation that happens. Have you ever gotten a, um, 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 uh, maybe something that you bought online and they sent you an activation code? You know what I'm talking about? And you get the activation code and it doesn't work until what? Until you put in the code and you hit enter and then it's activated. Our presentation software does that. Before we got it, there was these big logos on it. And it doesn't look right. But then once we put in the activation code, it's activated. It works. The the software is there. The same thing happens with the power in this room. If we were to turn all these lights off, is the current, is the electricity still there? Say yes. What happens? When you flip the switch, you activate it. When you flip the switch, you activate your faith. When you, when you open your mouth and you begin to speak God's word, you're activating your faith. You're taking your faith. You're saying, I believe this so much that I'm going to talk it. I'm going to speak it. I'm not going to speak contrary to God's word. I'm going to speak God's word. I'm not going to talk against God's word. I'm going to talk in line with God's word. See, this has been so important in my life because I've had to learn and recognize these moments and these times where I need to speak God's word, where I can't just be silent. 
I can't be hidden behind my phone. I can't just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with texting God's word. I'm not saying that, but it's not the same as speaking it. It's not the same as speaking it. It's not the same as, as it coming out of my mouth. It's not the same. It's got to come out of my mouth. See, when we began looking for a house, how many of y'all have ever believed God for something? You believe God for, for a car, a home, a job, money, finances. When you go down that road, the first thing that happens is there's a, there's a, inside of you, a belief that begins. And you begin to believe, you begin to say, you know what, I've heard God's word preached. And I believe that God's going to give me this job. I I believe that God's going to give me this job. But see, it's got to go beyond just that inside your heart moment and come out of your mouth. And here's what can't happen. This is really what I want to kind of, and what I feel led to kind of talk to you about this morning, at least during this service. I'm excited. I get to preach three services this morning. Y'all might want to come to all three. I told Brother Tyrone, I said, I would send you my notes, but it's about four days worth of notes. So I'm just going to come out of my heart this morning. But, but here's what I think happens is that we either, A, don't speak, or we speak the wrong things. I'll be honest, this is something that I've had to work on, is the not speaking part. I have a lot that happens on up here. I mean, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of problem solving. Any, any problem solvers in here? And I'm solving all kinds of problems up here in my head. I'm trying to figure it all. I'm trying to figure it all out. I'll be honest, that happened to me this week. I can't tell the whole story because I'll get in trouble. But I had something happen this week, and uh, and and I did not communicate with my wife. Everybody say, "Oh no!" I thought I did. I thought I did. I thought I told her about the thing that I was going to do. I thought I told her, I, I thought that I did, I see, I thought that I did, but I never actually said it. It never actually came out of my mouth. I never actually verbally told her, um, hey, um, this is going to happen, and then I'm going to do this, and then this is going to, and so we got there in the moment, and I'm like, what's wrong? And I realized there's some friction. Anybody ever had any friction? See, I got y'all now. Now y'all are like, oh yeah, oh now I'm tracking with you. Now I know what I'm talking about. See, I, I, I had missed the moment to communicate with her exactly what was in my heart. I missed the moment to communicate. It's not that she didn't want to be on the same page with me. It's not that she didn't want to help me. It's not that she wasn't there. It's that she couldn't because I didn't tell her. Now God knows your heart, but he's asked you to speak. He's asked you to speak. He's asked you to come out of your mouth Come out and, and actually talk. And I'm going to give you seven things that happen when you do that. I'm going to give you seven things that happen when you activate your faith. When you turn your faith on by, by speaking God's word. By speaking God's word. By, by not, just, not just being quiet. You can't be quiet. You cannot be silent. This is not a day and age where we can be silent. This is not a time where we can be silent as a church. We've got to have God's word in our mouth. We've got to have God's word come up out of us. I believe that everybody ought to have just a little bit of preach on them. I'm talking about when, when, you, get, when you get in those times and in that trouble where, where you can get a, just a little bit of, oh, no, devil, not today. 
Not today, Satan. You done messed with the wrong person today. Let me tell you something. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You better back up off of me, devil. Uh Uh-uh, no, I'm not playing that today. And I'm not talking about in your head. I'm not talking about on Facebook. I'm talking about out of your mouth. Maybe you're getting ready in the morning. And if you're a female, you're putting on makeup. Or if you're a man, you're shaving. You're saying, no, sir, devil. You take your hands off my body. The Bible says, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. I am not going to take this. I'm not backing down from you. Listen, you take your hands off my bank account. My bank account, I call my bank account full in Jesus' name. I call my church full in Jesus' name. I call this thing turned around in Jesus' name. I thought some more people might stand up and shout and praise God this morning because I'm telling you, when you open your mouth and you begin to praise God and you begin to declare his word, something changes. It's not just anymore in the natural. You're dealing with the spiritual realm because you're taking God's word. It's him. And you're activating it. You're activating. I didn't even mean, I said I was going to teach today. But I just began, I know how Pastor Steve feels, man. This, he is such, Pastor Steve has such a great church here, man. You just start preaching and it just, whoo! <laughs> no, but I'm just, I just, you've got to speak. Don't miss your moment to speak. When you get a word, and you know, I, 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 sometimes I'll listen and I'll watch the live stream and Pastor Steve will give a word to somebody. And you know it's a straight from heaven word. Maybe it's directly to somebody or maybe it's over the congregation. Man, take that word. Repeat it every day. Repeat it. Speak it over your life. Declare it every Wake up in the morning and it doesn't matter how you feel. You say, oh, I'm blessed. The Bible said I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm over and not under. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I face at work today. God said he'll supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Bless God, my needs are going to get supplied. Well, brother, you ain't got no job. Well, I'm going to get up and go to a job. I'm going to go sit at my desk at my kitchen table and start filling out applications. That's my job today. And God's going to supply all my needs. I'm going to get up off of my behind and start doing something with not only be believing in my heart, but with my mouth. I better hurry or I'm not going to get to my seven points. I guess I got more services. I might give you all a few points. You all have to come back and get the next one. Faith-filled words will put you over, but fear-filled words will put you under. Faith-filled words will put you over, but fear-filled words will put you under. God's word is creative power. No, no word of God, catch this, no word of God is void of power. It's only rendered powerless when it's unspoken. No word of God is void of power. If you take God's word, anything in his word, anything spoken, a logos or a written word, and you take that word, it's not void of power. It is full of power. It's only powerless when you don't speak it. Let me show you. Let me show you Psalms. Let me show you Psalms before I get to my points. Where am I at here? Psalms 107.20. The Bible says he sent his word. He sent his word and it healed them. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and he healed them and it delivered them from their, their destruction. Notice what the word does when it's sent. 
Notice what the word does when it's sent. See, it's like a slingshot. You can take a slingshot, and if you don't put anything in it, you can pull it back and let it go and let it bungee all around all you want. But when you take something and you actually put it in it, and you pull it back and you send it, See, 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 in 1 Samuel 17, David walked up on a battlefield with a bunch of Israelites who were running their mouth. And they were scared because there was a giant in front of them. And they ran their mouth. They were talking negative. They sure were not talking God's word. They just were running their mouth. Oh, we can't do it. We were scared. We were fearful. Fear-filled words put you under. Faith-filled words put you over. And David comes up on the field and he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who, who is this? And they were trying to quiet him down. His brother got upset. His brother came and said, dude, what are you doing? Shut up, man. What are you doing? See, people will try to keep you quiet. People will come up and try to shut your mouth. People will come up and try to say, man, what are you talking about? Why are you talking like that? You're talking crazy, man. There ain't nothing in your bank account. You say, hey, be quiet. Be quiet. God says that, my, that, that he'll supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. You ain't got no riches and glory. You keep your mouth shut. I'm declaring God's word. People will come up and try to tell you, oh, what, what, why are you talking about you're healed? What is all this stuff? Listen, man, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm just going to keep declaring God's word. His brothers tried to tell him, David, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, I'm going to flip over there. All I had in my notes was 1 Samuel 17. But I'm going to actually read it to you. Because I was reading this last night. Then David said to the Philistine, this is in verse 45. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied, the day of the Lord will deliver you into my hand. See, you need to get a word in you where you're saying, no, see, see, God's going to deliver this into my hand. I may not have it right now, but I'm telling you, I'm going to walk away with the head of this giant. I don't care what I see right now. I don't care in my mouth. I'm declaring what I want. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, let me just show you. In this day, I will give you the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. When you declare God's word and he, does a, he performs a miracle and provides a victory in your life, it's a testimony for him. Go to verse 47. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hand. And, and David went down, and he charged up, and he put as almost a representation of the word that he had spoken into his sling. He spun it around, and he sent it right into the head of the Philistine. When you take God's word, and you put it in your mouth, it's like cocking it. And when you speak it, you're releasing it. You're activating your faith. You're activating your faith. You've got to activate your faith. What kind of faith is it if it's just... What kind of current is it if it's just 
unactivated. What kind of electricity would it be if you don't plug it in and access it? When you speak, you release. You take God's word and you send it. He sent his word and it healed them. It delivered them. He sent his word and it healed them. Y'all track with me real quick. I'm going to run through these and I've got more I can preach in the next service if I get there. Here you go. Number one, when you speak, seven things that happen. Seven things that happen when you speak God's word. Number one, you sow seeds of God's word. Number one, when you speak God's word, you sow seeds of his word. Notice in Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 27, and he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know why. God will not sow your seed for you. Now he'll furnish it. He'll make it grow. He's the one, the Bible says, we don't know how it grows. He'll make it grow. He'll make it work. His word, the Bible says, will never return void. But you've got to send it. You've got to ship it. You've got to send it. You've got to take it, use it, and amplify it. Number two, it builds your faith. Romans 10, 14 and 17, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? See, the word has to be preached. It has to be spoken. It has to be heard. Jump down to verse 17. So then faith comes how? By hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. When we hear the word, it gets in our heart. See, when you speak the word, you're regurgitating. Meditation, the Bible tells us to meditate on his word day and night. One definition of meditating is mumbling, murmuring, speaking. See, I, I, I'm just, I walk around saying, by his stripes, I'm healed. 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 I walk around saying, see, we've gotten a thing now. When we walk into our church, this church is full in Jesus' name. This church is full in Jesus' name. I don't care about COVID. And you know what I mean. I mean, obviously I care and I want to make sure we're being wise about things, but I don't care about COVID. It's not going to hold back God's kingdom from growing. God's bigger than COVID. God's bigger than all that. And I had to take, I believe that God was bigger than COVID, but I had to put it in my mouth and begin declaring it and say every time we walk in this building, when we drive down Clipson Road, I tell my kids, put your hands out, point them at that building, call it full in Jesus' name. My little four-year-old Kaylee, she can't quite say it all right, but she'll say, full in Jesus' name. Full in Jesus' name. Why? Wow, we've got to speak. We've got to activate. Our faith. See, that faith builds. When we take God's word and we speak it and we speak it, faith comes by hearing. You're speaking and regurgitating God's word, and it's just building your faith. Number three, it renews the mind to the word of God. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2 tells us that do not be, here, I'll read it to you. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We could go on and read and study in numerous places that we know the best way to renew our mind or the primary way is by the word of God. I love what Pastor Steve says. Your mind is dirt. It's part of your body. God created us from dirt. Your mind, catch this, this is really important. Your mind 
was not made new when you got saved. When you got saved on the inside of you, Pastor Steve said this two weeks ago. He said, your spirit man was made new. Your mind was not. Your thinking has to change. So your believing changes and then out of your mouth, out of that believing is where, see the Bible tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Fill yourself with the word. Speak the word. Just continue to speak the word. Just continue to speak the word. See, when somebody's coming against you, let me give you a good scripture. You can just quote this one all day long. You ready? And this is where you get a little preach on. You start saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. See, y'all got to get a little bit of an attitude against the devil. A little bit of a, a little bit of a, don't you mess with me. See, the Bible tells me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now, you can form it against Susie, say so. But against me? No, see, that ain't going to prosper, devil. That ain't going to work. It's not going to work on me. Because the devil, I mean, the Bible says that when you come, that I can resist you, and you got to go. How does he know? See, the devil... He can't read your mind. How does he know if you're resisting him? Oh, this is good. This is good. This isn't even in my notes. This is straight. Y'all better catch it. Y'all better catch it. How is he going to know you're resisting him? See, you gotta, I got something for you, devil. Let me pull it out here and throw him a fastball right out of your mouth. Touchdown. <laughs> Number four, it keeps the answer before you. Too many times we speak the problem. We pray the problem. We, we, we praise the problem. We have a party with our pain. We just stay right with the pain. We, we, I said this last week and this is, we, we take a molehill and we make it into a mountain. In Mark 11, the Bible tells us to speak to the mountain. You know, God wouldn't have to move a mountain if you learn how to speak to it when it's a molehill. Stop magnifying the molehill. Stop magnifying the miniature. It's little stuff to him. Little stuff to God. No big deal. No problem. He's got you. You think he hadn't fixed this problem before? The same power that's in you is the power that raised Jesus from the dead. In you is everything you need to overcome whatever you're facing. You've got to activate it. You've got to get your mouth in line. Stop saying, and I, forgive me, I know this is a, what we would call a quarter word. I don't say this in my house, but I'm just going to use it to help make my point. Dumb. Stop saying dumb stuff. I'm not calling you dumb, but I'm saying that when you say stuff that doesn't line up with the word of God, you're, you, you're, you're, you're axing out what your faith is trying to do. See, you, when you speak God's word, it keeps the answer in front of you. It keeps it in front of you. You ever seen those racehorses? They put the carrot right in front of them. You got to put... The answer in front of you. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, 
whatever things, catch this, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate. Meditate on those things. See, we're meditating on the problem. We're magnifying the problem. The problem cannot be what we're talking about. Now, let me clarify. The Bible does say to call those things that be not as though they are. I'm not telling you to deny a reality. You don't say, let's say the the doctor says you have cancer. You don't have to say, I don't have cancer. Because the doctor said, and you have proof. What you say is, I'm not going to focus on what came from the devil. I'm going to speak and send God's word, which is bigger than the cancer, which is greater than the sickness, which is larger than the deficit. And I'm going to speak that over the report. Which report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Stop rehearsing your problem. Stop rehearsing your problem. Number five, it affects your heart. Proverbs 4, 20 through 24 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Don't, what, don't let what? Don't let my word depart from your eyes. Keep them where? In the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And they are health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. Put away. Put away a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Go back to the previous verse. Health to your flesh. What is health and medicine to your flesh? What is word? When you speak the word, it's like medicine to your body. Keep your heart. Keep your heart. How do you keep your heart? By speaking God's word. Letting God's word be a a, a declaration over your life and over your body. Number six, to wrap this up. Number six, it sets faith in motion. Number six, it sets faith in motion. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, I have believed, therefore I speak. It activates your faith. And number seven, it widens your boundaries. It widens your boundaries. You, when you speak faith, it pinpoints your location. Whatever's coming out of your mouth is where you are. What you have today is what you talked about yesterday. It pinpoints your location. But when you begin to speak God's word, it widens your boundaries. It says, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I may feel like my boundary right now is right here, but, but by faith, I see my boundary over there. And I'm going to push against this boundary. And I'm going to speak until I get to where I'm going. And then when you get here, that boundary just gets further and further and further. Why? Because God's word says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do anything. Get God's word in your mouth and declare it. Widen your boundaries. Enlarge your territory by faith. Take your mouth and activate God's word that's inside of you.